0: Welcome to Off Trail with Erie Metro Parks. My name is Mike, and I'm your host. And today, we're going to be talking all about warblers. Whoop, whoop! In preparation for... The biggest week in American birding!
1: In Mike's words, the best week ever.
0: Basically Christmas. (laughs) It's basically Christmas. (laughs) The next best thing to Christmas for any birder... She, don't let cheryl lie to you she cares too i do love virtual you know life. what i miss first off i just want to clear this up when we used to all go to mcgee together that oh. was so fun i know so much fun poop stink
1: i know maybe poop. next year one day maybe. maybe do you think they'll have it this year
0: they're not it's they all, virtual.
2: Virtual. all virtual virtual yeah. yeah but is the park going to be open
0: nope
1: mm-hmm. I
0: th- is it going to be open i think it's probably be limited if it is open, mm-hmm. I imagine they're going to limit the amount of people that are allowed in yeah. yeah. there. So yeah, because you so can't. I
1: would be surprised if they are. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, because last year they totally closed so that yeah. it wouldn't have people come.
0: Yeah. Well, and last year it w- probably would have been better to do to let it happen last year because people couldn't travel at that time, like the travel bans from other countries. And you get we get a lot of people from other yeah. countries all over, that come all over the place. to that. And this year it's not, so people are still going to come and try. They mm-hmm. might be using our parks. So, so to find birds. So, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I have mixed feelings about that because I always like try to encourage people to go to our parks because we get the same birds we for the most part.
0: The only difference, if, if you took all those people and put them right in our parks, you, you would find it's more eyes. It's just like anything. Like if, if all five of us are looking for Mike's lost keys on Tuesday, which is a normal thing, <laughs> obviously there's a better chance that we're going to find it than yeah. if it's just Mike looking like True. it's, it, it really is the amount of people. Not that that little trap right there is not perfect for them, but it's possible. So, yeah. One I, of
2: the first warbler walks I ever did at the park, Brad came, um, and because Brad is, Knows all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and we had compiled our list for that day and it was the exact same birds that McGee had put out for that day. And I'm like, see? Wow. You yeah. don't have to be around a thousand people. The only benefit of a thousand people is you can just ask them what they're looking at and you don't actually have to find it.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yep.
0: Yep. If you want to go get your easy birds in, it's an experience though. I truly believe it, that going to McGee is. is like a whole experience. Yeah. Now, yes. I, now that I've been enough, I, I avoid. The walk, if I can, unless it's, like, cold and windy, then I'll hit it because then I know I can meander through very easily. Mm-hmm. And now that we... <laughs> I'm telling you, now that everybody's like, ooh, don't get so close to me, I think it's going to be a lot less people doing things like that yeah. that are tightened up close to people like that. But then again, I could be wrong because if you're like me, I love my birds. so So it's really hard, like I said, to begin with this episode because... Like, it, it, it's Christmas for a birder. Yeah. It is, it, it is the greatest time of the year, easily. Um, and then second to that is spring migration. I'm sorry, spring. We're talking about spring migration. And then fall migration. Yeah. But so what is a warbler? Anybody want to pitch in their opinion? It doesn't have to be the real answer. What is a warbler? Melissa, I love your answer all the time.
2: <laughs> a super tiny bird that most of them are
3: yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's like I second that motion. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> so they're the new world warblers, the reason they're called that is because there are warblers that are from Europe that were discovered obviously much before ours. And then they're wood warblers, so most of them nest close to or in a wooded habitat. Um so why why do you guys think that warblers are so difficult to ID? Melissa, you kinda of already gave yours because they're all yellow and they're all small
1: they're really fast
0: fast yes, yes.
1: They're and high yes
0: well, up high in a tree
1: yeah especially
4: <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify
0: <sighs> that's what the warblers are doing up there we got it now <laughs> um males and females can look different too which throws people off uh, yeah. Especially if you go to the fall where they've lost Ugh. their breeding plumage, yeah. and it's just like yeah. a complete nightmare. So i even I, I've missed I, I know I've misidentified fall warblers. Probably, That's I really actually I, I can tell you a situation to where last year me and Cheryl sat at Sheldon's and we're like bouncing back and forth. What do you think that is? What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that? So yeah, it's easy to do. They're easy to mess up. They're easy to, um, like Melissa, well, no, like Cheryl said, they're fast. So like. You might have your eyes on it for a second. By the time you pull up your binoculars, that thing is gone. It's gone, yeah. History. Um, Melissa said, "High up. Has anybody experienced warbler neck? Yes. Like legit day later warbler neck.
1: Um.
2: No.
0: Okay. I get it all the time. But I get it with owls now since I'm looking in trees. <laughs> Dude, it is just... This 30 is gonna be rough on me, guys.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I get more dizzy because you're like trying to look up through, binoculars. and then they're through behind binoculars. you, so you're like yep. doing a back bend. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the whole warbler neck thing. Like, I'm gonna see if we can submit that to, um, like, work for injury. <laughs> work <this comp>. <laughs> <laughs> you see that one go into the insurance company? They're like, what? What? Or you just tell your doctor that, like, hey, I have a warbler neck. What what can I do for it? He's like, what are you talking about? So um, seconds at a time. I think the quickness is the hardest thing because I am, what's that? What's that? And they come in, like, these waves of, like, warbler waves where they crash into this area and they're hanging out. And then, like, you want to try to see them all, and then your head's just like, what's that? What's that? Oh, What's yeah. that? What's
2: that? So. And two seconds later, they're gone. Like, totally gone. Yeah, right. that's
3: the hardest thing. It's like I go to look at it because I want to look at it for a while to kind of figure out what it is, and but it's already gone and something else is fluttering by and forget it.
0: Not everybody can be like a lazy duck.
3: <laughs> they have very high
0: metabolisms and need own, a lot of food from their travel. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, Melissa, this I think this is one of the only – Things in nature I've seen you truly get frustrated with, other than winter, is warblers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it. It's, <laughs> I mean, and your dad. Shout out to Melissa's dad. He's a good birder too. Mm-hmm. Like he's a real yeah. good birder. Like, and I thought it would just be like. That's probably part of why you don't like it too, because you've mentioned you know you've been going to Mickey your literally your entire <laughs> life. So.
2: I wish I was better at warblers. I mean, but every time I try. I feel like I have it and then you go out in the woods and they're just anywhere and everywhere and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yep, same here. Be,
4: That's can can all I feel. overwhelming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Cheryl, why do they stop here? So what is the, one of the reasons that we get all of these migratory birds right yeah. here?
1: So um, migratory birds take different routes. All, they're also called like flyways. So we're, Ohio is very lucky because we're in There's two flyways that kind of cross paths in Ohio. There's the Mississippi Flyway and the Atlantic Flyway. So these birds kind of funnel in through Ohio. And then way up north, we have Lake Erie, right? So they need to stop over. It's kind of like when you're on a long trip and you're tired, you're hungry. Pit stop. It's kind of like a pit stop, a hotel. (laughs) hotel (laughs) Mickey Marsh you know (laughs) so they stop over to rest eat all that fun stuff and then they continue their journey to cross the lake so yeah we have excellent habitat up there up here for that you know wetlands and prairies woodlands all that fun stuff for that so
0: I mean we're, we're a better place to take a pit stop though you know right honestly It's great. Um, So these pit stops that they're taking, they usually only last for a few days. So some of the birds, um, like I said, when I'd said waves earlier, like you'll get species waves. So you'll get like your first round of warblers, which is like yellow warblers. And actually it's yellow rumped warblers is what we'll get first. And then you'll get pine warblers and then yellow warblers. And then you'll start to get your fancy warblers. That's what I call them. Your Blackburnians and your Cape Mays and your chestnut and your bay-breasted. um, And all of these warblers are coming in and then you're getting excited. And I'm telling you, if you haven't experienced a spring migration in northern Ohio, everybody, just look out on our Facebook page or our Instagram page for when Mike is out in first or second week in May. <laughs> And just walk out your back door because I have the weird thing is, is it's not just our parks. I have friends that get like cerulean warblers in their down, like in their downtown Sandusky backyards.
1: Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Like I used to have to fight when I lived in West Virginia to get warblers other than yellow. And what is the other one? Oh, we got a lot of yellow throated warblers down there, but we don't get a lot of those up here. But like, it's like every day for three to three plus weeks, I walk outside to like four or five, six species of warblers. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So love it. This is my favorite episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I <You> can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing, if you are a birder or you want to get into birds, this is the only time I would recommend people to not chase birds. Yeah, don't do it don't stink and chase birds during the two biggest weeks in birding don't do it the first two weeks maybe even three weeks in may don't do it don't do it it's just not a it's not worth it it's just too much unless it's like okay we just got a glossy billed ibis at the lorraine impoundment go you can go for that mm-hmm. you can do that or there's still a snowy owl hanging out somewhere okay that's fine too but don't go for a warbler you got a good chance of seeing it right in one of our parks or in your backyard. What was it? Two years ago, they got the summer tan in your back here at Osborne.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then every time I went to take a picture of it, it wasn't there. But then when I would take yeah. the kids back out, <laughs> and I didn't have the camera, there he is, just chilling <laughs> on a branch, turd. So yeah, I you strike out when you go chasing birds more than you do getting lucky. So except for that northern weeder, still been hanging out. Really? Three, a, yeah, it's still man. there. Unbelievable. Um, so there is a movement. So I, I, this is going to transition very differently, this episode. And you guys are going to be shocked at what I'm about to say. So there's this movement that's going on in the bird world that is to get bird names changed to more accurate names of what the bird looks like.
1: Oh, man.
2: Oh. I didn't know them to begin with. <laughs>
0: have <laughs> so, so I will work out for us. <laughs> so: So I have a list of properly named warblers. I have a list of borderline named warblers, and I have a list of improperly named warblers. We're going to go through them, and I'm going to tell you what I think they should be named when we get to the borderline. You guys can throw in some cool names if you want. And And then you can and then when we get to the improperly, I'm going to tell you why I hate these names. Because if you're a new birder. New birders, and this isn't just like a, oh, Mike made this up. Like, this is a real thing across birding communities. And it's like people like us, like naturalists and educators and people who teach people about birds because some people struggle with y- those the complicated bird terms, like supercilium and like things that your average person just like aren't, like, unless you're an ornithologist, you don't care. You don't know. Like, mm-hmm. call it an mm-hmm. eyebrow. That's what it looks like. Like, call it their butt. Like, oh, right. I, what did you see on the tertiary feathers? Like, what? Like, if you ask someone that who who's not a big birder, they're not going to know. Yeah. And, like, that's why I always tell, like, people, just tell me the, def- the, the number one defining factor you see on a bird. And when you say that with a warbler, you're like, yellow. <laughs> so right. it's like, that's difficult. Yeah. Like, they're very difficult. They can be. But once you get it, I promise it's not that bad. But I got... When I looked at this, I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get this list and I'm gonna see what you guys think." All right. So properly named warblers. Number one, the black throated blue warbler. Everybody agree? Agree. That yep. that is a as a properly named bird. Yep. It literally has a black throat and it's blue. And it's blue. No other warbler looks like this. <laughs> so you're good if you see that one. All right. A prairie warbler. Does everybody agree there? I, yeah. This I mean, one is yeah, strictly based. It. Yeah, prairies, and they they yeah. inhabit prairies, and I think that should be the factors here for how you name how you name a bird. This is any bird, not just warblers. They should be the description of the bird, whether whatever it looks like. Then you can use color, whatever markings, if they have something like a cool adaptation that would help them, or habitat should be the way you name a bird. All right, bay breasted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep
0: like the bay-breasted, and then yellow-throated warbler. Have you guys seen that one before?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so yellow-throated warbler. Has a clear, distinct, big old yellow throat and a big old black mask. So those are properly named warblers. We're getting to borderline. Are you ready? Yellow okay. warbler.
2: Why is that borderline? They're yellow.
0: Okay, but so is it. Almost so every Yeah, but they're
2: like the most yellow.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the stripes on their chest, I think it <laughs> should be the the yellow tiger.
3: Definitely should emphasize the stripes. Somehow. The stripes on the chest.
0: Yep. But there, are, we'll get to that in a minute. There are some other ones that have some stripes. Okay. That's how they We're got safe. their name. So I dug a little bit, too, on the improperly named ones about how they actually got their names. So we'll, we'll get there in a second. Uh, black throated.
2: Yeah, but that's one I
0: know. Can we not change that one? <laughs> Third world. Well, okay. we. I think we also know that one because it breeds here. So yeah. you hear it for a yeah. long time, mm-hmm. and you see them pretty much up until mid September. All right. Next borderline: black throated green.
1: It has a black throat. Does
0: have a black throat? That's check mark. And this is where I went borderline on it. It's what? like. It's not green.
1: Yeah.
0: It's yellow. Yeah. Black throated yellow. I'm gonna change it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know. I think black throated greens have they're like olive to me.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. We might have to take that one off. Yeah. I'm I'm partially colorblind, so no, oh. i'm dead serious like i'm dead serious like really yeah. so we my can't believe
2: anything you say about a bird from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this go, whole Mike
0: episode is, yeah. is gone <laughs> <Everyone tune> <laughs> no and it's with it's with greens and blues it really yeah. is and that's a typical male thing my wife argues with me every single day michael that's blue nope that's green nope <laughs> yeah so anyway so uh canada warbler
3: I don't know what it looks like. I forget like, what that one looks like. I,
0: it frustrates me. All the ones that have you like a black <laughs> necklace, don't they? Yes. <laughs>
1: like
0: they're also necklace. called the necklace warbler yeah. sometimes. Just change it to the necklace warbler. They're really it sounds funny. doper. It just sounds cooler. They're they're
1: blue on the back, like their back their head, feathers, tails are blue, yellow chest. And then on their neck, it looks like they're wearing a little pearl necklace, a little black mm-hmm. pearl Aww. necklace.
4: They're really pretty.
0: Sure, I literally had that in parentheses. Good job. Oh, really? Yeah, the ah. necklace. <laughs> Nailed it.
4: Um,
0: if you think of a magnolia, they look real similar to that. Yep. They're just not as much stripage there. Yeah. So um, so those are our borderlines. And the only reason I don't like Canada, which Nashville and all those fall into that, is that name. The only reason it was called a Canada warbler is because it was discovered in Canada. Yeah. Congrats.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good job.
0: That's all you got. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, all right. Improperly named warblers. You ready? Yeah. The Wilson's warbler.
2: Yeah. Okay. I know that one because in my brain, it looks like a little
1: man.
0: <gasps> yeah. I literally put that with the slick back black hair. It yeah. does look like a little man. I think
1: it looks like he's wearing a toupee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: So it's, it looks pretty much like a yellow warbler with a black mm-hmm. toupee.
0: So they, <laughs> it should be called the black capped warbler. It re, like when you did yeah. it. So the, they got its name from one of the big ornithologists that he discovered tons of birds, uh, Alexander Wilson. He's got like eight or nine birds named after him. Chill out, dude. <laughs> like, chill.
2: You're just we,
0: jealous. Yeah, we you just give you... Right.
4: <laughs>
0: I am not jealous. First off, I would never name a bird after myself. Insect or a moth? Absolutely. Not a bird. <laughs> so, anyway. So, it should be either called the black-capped warbler or the thicket warbler because of their breeding habitat. They like like a thick, brushy oh. area to breed. So... That's what that should be switched to, and we'll talk about how hard it is to switch a bird's name. It's not easy, or any animal's name is not easy to switch. Um, they're a wide range bird, and like I said, they remind me of an old man with slick back hair. So, we're gonna, i will take old man bird. Old man bird. I'll take—I'll take, I'll take slick back Jack. Let's just call it that. Yes, I like that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> the slick back Jack. <laughs> All right, Kate May, I stink and hate that one. It's It's... It, which is another one that got its name like the Canada because of where it was found yeah fun yeah. fact it was first seen in 1811 by take a wild guess Mr Wilson, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't seen again until 1920. Wow. so you should take Kate May out of there wow take it out it's it, it was one of those ones like Cheryl said was talking about those flyways they, they got off on our, one of our middle fly. What's that? What's the middle one? Oh my gosh. I'm blanking.
1: Um,
0: you just said them.
1: We have the Mississippi, right? We're in Mississippi and Atlantic. So yeah, it was supposed
0: to be on the Mississippi flyway and got off on the Atlantic and went too far Atlantic, like over towards the water Atlantic where Cape May is, New Jersey. And that's how it got its name. And that one should easily, easily be changed. So they should change the name to one of two things because it's very aggressive, um, little bird, and they have like the stripy streaks like we were talking about with the yellow warbler. They should change it to either the um, bronze-eyed or striped warbler. Oh. I think it should be the bronze-eyed because that's what they have, that little reddish-brown spot right next to their eye. So I like that. I'm going with the bronze-eyed. And it just sounds tougher than Kate May. Yeah. To bronze dyed warbler. <laughs> you guys think I'm so lame. Melissa's eye roll told me all I needed to know. <laughs> all right, here's another one, which I didn't know how this bird got its name until I looked it up, which I should have known this because I can't imagine in some point it would be being a natural where somebody wouldn't ask me where this name came from. uh But oven bird. <laughs> this is a little giggle. <laughs> Take a guess on how you think it got his name. Oven bird. Go ahead, Melissa, you first.
2: Somebody found it in their
1: oven.
0: <laughs> it it's be a uh, wood stove one, maybe, but no. <laughs> Cheryl?
1: Is it because of the nest they make?
0: You stinker, you. She didn't. She knew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because I didn't. <laughs> it is the way they make their nest. So it's like a little oven rounded shape in there. That's so cool. pretty cool. But yeah, so it's properly named, I guess, partially. But I had a cooler name for it Double Mohawked. <laughs> have you ever seen Ovenbird's Head? It's got the, the, the bronze strip up top and then two black mohawks. Uh, no, I never noticed. This is double. Yeah, I don't yeah know, Double no. Mohawked. The like double it. mohawked warbler or the speckle-chested warbler. That sounds pretty cool too.
1: That is really That's cool. cool.
0: I could rename all the warblers.
1: You could. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode.
0: <laughs> all right. That would just tick off the birding world is all it would do. All right. And the last one, which we don't get it a lot here because they are a thick habitated bird like they like the woods, the Kentucky warbler. Take a guess who discovered it.
2: Wilson. Wilson. Yep. <laughs> Alexander Wilson again uh, in
0: 1810 and he found it in the forested regions of Kentucky. Oh, um, Rare bird for us, like did. I said. Um, we just don't have the right habitat for them. Black-cheeked warbler could be an alternative name for that. Or a cheery warbler because I remember when we would get them, they make a call. Sounds very similar to a Carolina Wren. Oh. Um, but they go, cheery, cheery, cheery. So, cool. so yeah, the cherry warbler, not curry cherry. C H. All right. So, like I said earlier, if I discovered a bird tomorrow, I would name it properly.
1: You're so nice. If it has a
0: black head and orange feet, it's going to be the orange-footed black-headed bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Well, see, and it's tough Halloween because bird. the Halloween bird. Yeah. Look at you. See, you're a bird namer already. <laughs> The spooky jack-o-lantern bird so (laughs) i tried to look up like how difficult it is to rename species and stuff like that it's it's a stinking ordeal so it's not easy for birds that's why probably why one reason why they don't change it is one and then two i feel like it would just be an eruption of the bird community just like freaking out so recently they had to um change a bird the uh oh who was it? I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think I had no the McCowns long spur got changed to the thick billed long spur because of the the McCowns guy was a Confederate general, so they changed it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I didn't realize how much work it takes. It is hard. So there are two organizations that decide how a bird is named. And then there are other organizations that do, like, for species of, like, reptiles, amphibians. Reptiles are actually the most common to be changed because of the way they check genes and stuff. So, anyway, they're always having to move them to a different genus, which...
2: Well, but that's changing the scientific name, not the common name.
0: Yeah, but it winds up getting part of the name changed, too, because sometimes um, their regular names, like, associate with their scientific. But, anyway, sorry. Side note. So, they do... It's the North American Classification Committee and the American Ornithological Society are the two that make these decisions. So basically, third parties have to present, OK, what is it and why are we changing it? And there are very few cases to where they're like, OK, let's change it. The first thing you have to do is, a, like, on your dime, so if I walked into them today and said, I want to change the Wilson's Warbler to the black-capped Warbler, slick-backed Warbler, I'm gonna go slick back. I like that better. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna go slick back. And if I did it, I would have to do personally out of my pocket a cost analysis of how much it would cost to go across all the platforms that present birds, and how much that would cost to get the name changed.
2: Really? Oh. Yeah. Huh.
0: So because
2: think about all the field guys that would have to be. Yeah. You could just yeah. remake them.
0: How hard would it be to just go in with your pencil and be like, "Well, it's not slick backed." write it in mm. well but then you think like melissa said there's like when they reference wilson's warbler 38 times on one page you're gonna go through and scratch it out every time i didn't think about that until right now but no i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> and the old like people what about the people who've been calling it a wilson's warbler for 80 years yeah, yeah they're not gonna, you change, know? It. They're not gonna no. change it nope what is it What's i don't on? think
2: they'll change warblers
0: Unless like it was they like can't. it was like the McCown's long longspur, like that would be an exception where they're going to change it because there's a few other ones that are going to come up birds wise. Uh, the Cooper's hawk might get changed, which that really? one's going to cost a lot of money. No. So anyway, leave the <laughs> no. <hop> so alone. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I got defensive. Um, so and then they they also do, um, like Melissa said, sometimes it's easier to change the scientific name because that happens a lot because there's they find out that you know this well
2: that's all based on like genes and stuff because they're they're changing the taxonomy of it it's not necessarily like i
4: don't know
0: yeah Yeah. like back i think it was like eight years ago they changed the toads from bufo to anaxorus americanus so when that switched i remember that was a big deal because i was in college and my professor was like we're gonna call it this because that's what it's always been i'm like okay sure you're the boss so anyway But yeah, it's really difficult. Um, And it's much harder to change a common name than it is to change a scientific name. But I still think that these should be changed. Because...
2: Are you going to do it?
0: No. (laughs) I was hoping you guys would front me the money. (laughs) (laughs) This is really hard. All right. So now we've gotten to the part of the episode where you guys are going to tell me your two favorite warblers. And then if you if you have a warbler story, like a funny warbler story, um, you can tell me. If not, it's okay. All right. Tara, I'm going to make you go first. Your okay. two favorite warblers.
3: Well, I know one. Um, probably mostly just because I did work with it, but the Kirtland's warbler. Oh, and, that's right. And I'm just yeah. partial to that one because of working in uh, Michigan for the Fish and Wildlife Service there. And Wait I a didn't. second. So what did you do? So I was on a cowbird project so part of my job was um giving tours about to jack pine habitat and give people opportunity to see the kirtlands so the whole point was we'd we'd meet we'd go over the bird um facts about the bird show pictures do a slideshow and then we'd go out and to the jack pine forest and hope to to see one in person and so i do these tours um but then the main part of my job was to trap cowbirds and euthanize them um, to protect the Kirtland's warbler. And the reason why we did that is because of um, cowbirds being um, nest parasitizers. So they'll lay their eggs into not just Kirtland warbler, but any bird's nests. And um, what they'll do is they'll, they'll go into the nest and lay their egg when the, say, the Kirtland's warbler is away for a little bit. And then once they lay their egg, they'll typically kick out one of the the warbler eggs or even damage it and so then their egg is left there and the, the mom will come back of the Kirtland's warbler and then raise that um that cowbird egg as her own and the problem is is those eggs will typically hatch sooner than the other ones and they grow faster and stronger and so those birds end up out competing the, the cowbirds end up out competing um you know, say the warblers. So it's it was a big issue and there's been a big de- decline, although the Kirtland warbler has recovered thanks to some of the efforts. That Your efforts, Tom. My efforts along with many others. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so I'm partial to that warbler for sure, just because of the back history with that. And then my second warbler, I don't know, but I like the colorful ones, blues and pretty, the black. Burnian, oh, Blackburnian. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one's pretty. Yeah, pretty. I like so the pretty, pretty ones. The ones that you can tell what they are. So pretty easy. First, <laughs>
0: first off, super jelly. Super jelly of you doing the Kirtland's Warbler. Like, I will always be jealous it of you. It was for fun. That.
3: It was it was a really cool experience. Second,
0: if I'm a bird and I can't realize that this monster cowbird is not my baby,
3: very strange how they yeah, don't
0: realize I, they that. Yeah, they don't count.
3: Get it. They don't recognize, like, I know species. it's so weird to think about, though, that they don't realize it.
0: Yeah, but there's more research coming out about people used to think that birds couldn't smell. There's so much more research coming out there; that they actually can, and some bird species, and it must not be Kirtland's warblers, and other warblers that can actually smell their kind, like chickadees to chickadee. Like, there's more research coming out that's saying, okay, we were wrong. Like,
2: okay, but it it's not smelling. It. That's another episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We did poop. Now we got to do your nosies. What can your boogers do for you?
2: I mean, yes, there's new research that they quote unquote can smell, but not like you think that smelling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not like, oh, like you're baking brownies today. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Okay.
0: Anyway. um, Another episode. Melissa, your turn.
2: Um, okay. So my favorites are Magnolia because I know what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like red starts mainly because they don't look like any of the other ones.
4: Yeah.
0: True. true. Yeah,
2: but cool. I like watching them. I think they're, they're funny to watch cause they're a little bit slower. So you can like actually see some of their behavior.
0: <laughs> because they're the slow ones. I
2: like the opposite of what warblers.
0: Are. <laughs> <laughs> the furth- Who's the furthest away from the actual warblers? Like which one of you? <laughs> All right. Any funny warbler stories? You got to have a good one from your dad.
2: I don't think so.
0: I was always I, happy that I impressed your dad with how good I was at hearing calls. He's like, how do you know that? I'm
2: like, he thinks you're like the coolest person ever. Just, you know? Yes.
0: Oh, with birds at least. So I'm to take that.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. But no, I don't like, I don't really remember besides hating. North <laughs> <and East. laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> for mother's day i mean yeah no i i haven't had any weird things happen when we go
1: hmm. warbler-ing. Warbler-ing. warblering
0: all right cheryl you're up two fabies.
1: Ah, uh, my two favorites are is a cerulean the cerulean, oh, the cerulean ro- warbler they're, they're so oh, they're so hard to see so hard to see but man that color blue is just so uh,
0: pretty, it's so like a, pretty. It's like a mixture of Carolina blue and something else. Like it's, I love it. It's yeah. its own thing.
2: It, isn't cerulean like a color? Yes, blue. it's a it color. Is. It is.
0: But so I cerulean. was just trying to make people f- like understand what the color was. I'm colorblind. <laughs> with blue and green, guys. <laughs> like I think it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's green. It's the greenian warbler.
1: <laughs> and my next one is the prothonotary mm. warbler. Yeah. They're beautiful, too.
2: That's one like of my babies Fancy ones.
1: Yes. I kind of do have a warbler story. Um, it's when Mike was first hired on here. We went to Biggest Week, and Mike could hardly believe it, that we took a trip. It was me, Mike, Tara, Be- Tara and Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we were on the boardwalk. And we were all smushed together, <laughs> with, like with all these people, and a flock of white pelicans oh, flew over. Oh, that's right! Do you remember? Yes. That? And everybody <laughs> simultaneously goes,
4: "Ooh!" Because
1: <laughs> you know they're they're all bird people, so they look up and it, the whole flock just flies over, and everybody so cool. at the same time goes, "Ooh!" Yeah, that I f- I forgot about so that. So funny. Yeah, it's not about a warbler, but it's I about mean, the I, experience. yeah, I it forgot about so the, the
0: the <laughs> pelicans though until right now. Yeah, yeah. So my actually my story is the exact same day. I'll get there in a second. The literally the exact same day. Yeah. So you're gonna laugh when you hear this, but anyway. So my two favorite number one, not my number one. Number two is the prisonatory warbler. I think it's just like a little highlighter shooting through the sky. Yeah, I stink and love them. <laughs> and then the blackburnian is my other favorite, mm-hmm. like. It's a, they just look like a little fire under their neck. Mm-hmm. It just kind of goes up into their head. If I got when not if when I get a tattoo, it's going to be of a blackburnian Warbler. Of
1: fancy, yeah, super fancy.
0: Good, I'm gonna good luck finding somebody to do it <laughs> and do it well. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> my story is literally the same day. So I was super excited that we were like, I had my binoculars, I had my. Um, monocular. I had like all my stuff with me. I was super excited that we were going like to bird during work and we get there and we're on that side of the boardwalk where we saw those pelicans <laughs> and I dropped my wallet. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> no. Oh. Do you guys remember my wallet fell out of my back pocket because remember I was sitting up on the, oh, the that's ledge. Right. Yes. I was sitting on the ledge and we had gotten way, we'd just seen a Blanding store. It was the first Blanding store I've ever seen in my life. That's and right. I had walked over, and I I can't remember if it was you, Tara, or you, Cheryl. One of you said, go check over where we saw the Blanding's turtle because you were sitting up there. And I went back, and my wallet was right there next to, like, not next to, but, like, two or three feet away from that Blanding's turtle when I oh, went back to find it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's either my wallet would have never been found again.
3: And there was <laughs> so many people on that So boardwalk. many people yeah. that day. Because we mean, hit, like, the, so the
0: peak day, and, like, we couldn't get through. Like, that's why I was sitting up on the edge is because there was nowhere to walk mm-hmm. or sit or anything. So, yeah, I'll never forget that. I almost lost my wallet at me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How <laughs> crazy is it that we live so close to... Like the best birding.
0: It's part of the reason that I moved here.
2: I yeah. mean,
3: it is crazy when you think about it. I mean, like
2: we can just drive down the road and be like, "Oh yeah, like no big deal." I
3: mean, people come from all over the world. It just that's what amazed amazed me that day that we were there. It's just like seeing like the license plates and then hearing like people talk from where they're from, and I'm just like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, you're from really far. Well, and then <laughs> like, for you, you
0: Melby, you've been like, this has been my whole life, like. Yeah, and then there are some people which who, I should
2: probably appreciate it a little bit more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, and I, like I, like me, I was blown away. Like, what well, we're going to do? What?
1: Like, yeah,
3: what You're like what? Well, let's <gasps> go. Like, this is <laughs> a normal like, yeah. hey, we're just going to go to McGee today. <laughs> <laughs> we got a cool job.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I stink and love it. I, I mean, I had been like once or twice before that, and like, one was on a school trip. So, like, and like college was over. So, like, everybody really wasn't that interested in being there except for me. So, so it was terrible. Everybody's ex- like, doesn't care, and I'm excited. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, we got all these awesome birds here. It's not just warblers that we're seeing and things like that. So, whenever the big weeks come up, ma'am.
2: Okay, then I do have a story.
0: <laughs> Shocker. No, I was just
2: Shocker. thinking that one time we went out when we met up with my dad and Kyle, and you me cheryl and i think ethan was with us tara i don't think you were there i don't think so and everybody's like looking at (laughs) these warblers and i'm like there's raccoons and they're like crawling down the tree like right next (gasps) i forgot
4: about (laughs) that why did anybody
1: else see these raccoons (laughs) that would be me (laughs) Oh, look at the raccoons people
0: (laughs) yeah Of course, she finds. I was like, she would find. We probably did say. We probably did. I I don't know if I did, but I can imagine that one of us referenced. Of course, she found the raccoons. (laughs) They were
2: right next. Like, what blew my mind is this tree was literally next to the boardwalk, like touching the boardwalk, and these raccoons are like crawling down it, and everybody's just like totally oblivious.
0: Yeah, because (laughs) Because we weren't looking for. We weren't looking for (laughs) raccoons. (laughs) The only people that care are the photographers. So Melissa's like, I got other, which takes me to another time where we did, had raccoons. When we were at Edison Woods, was it you and I and share with yeah, us too? Yeah, I was
1: there.
0: And we were doing a night walk. What were we looking for? Oh, owls. We yeah. were oh. looking for owls. Yeah. And we hit like, what was it? Like eight or nine baby raccoons. Yes. And Melissa like stands underneath the tree and is like, fall to me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: they were so cute little.
0: So. I think I think she likes mammals so much more because she can easily like manipulate them rather than birds. Like it's easier to catch a raccoon or a mammal than it would be to catch. A yeah, bird. but
2: they're also scarier. We yeah. talked about this before. I like things that can like rip your face off.
1: <laughs> and raccoons can <get> do
2: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <Pretty much. laughs> warblers
4: can't.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, maybe not warblers, but I've seen some wrens that would probably fight you.
2: See, I've been bit by pretty much every kind of bird, and the worst songbird is a cardinal. Uh, yeah. is he, really, 100%. even
0: over a blue jay
2: 100 percent cardinals grab and they twist and they don't let go.
0: Oh, that big old conical beak! Yeah, <laughs> I'm a nerd, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I know, but
2: I do mean, like like saw Owls, owls they, they try to act like they're all these big and bad things and they'll drop they'll on their
0: back
4: yeah.
2: their their little talons up and you're like this is so cute oh, tickle, tickle,
0: tickle. <laughs> <laughs> my kids do this at home <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. uh, we all love birds don't try to act like you guys don't i do i do. if you don't yeah. i'll cut you <laughs>
1: Well,
2: okay. <laughs> All, right, so we're done. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody. We hope you... Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. I forgot the news article, guys. Oh. Oh. So this is really exciting. So I'm going to redo the, the headline. All right. More than 130 years after its discovery, this moss was... Moss. It's not moss. <laughs> this moth was finally photographed alive. Whoa. Yeah. So, you know how, like, there's like old archives of like old moths and stuff. Like, they have like this, like the wing of a moth that they identified, but they're not quite sure that it's real. Yeah. Yeah. So, this was one of those um, situations. And it just so happened to be a stinking, like, uh, entomologist who found it on his back porch. Like, oh, really? Why can't I live this? Why is this not me? Like, I want this to happen to me. <laughs> this is what I want. So he he was laid off from work because of the pandemic. Well, not laid off, but he's working from home. So he said, oh, I'm going to moth like in my backyard. He flicked on his back late. He's in Nebraska. He lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's a professor at the university too. And he just saw this like moth flopping around on the ground. And he's like, oh, well, I wonder what that is. And He's like, hmm, weird. So he picks it up, takes it in. He's like, guys, he takes it to, like, his a few of his students that were in the lab, and he said, che- check this out, see what it is. So after a few weeks of, like, batting back and forth what it is, like, oh, it's a dart moth, which is a common species of moth. Um, but it's a long-tooth dart moth. So hasn't been found in 130 years. And the the best thing about it is, is it is the 1,000th or 11,000th image in the National Geographic's photo arc. So like, that's the coolest part of it is like, well I mean, they found the species that they thought was gone and extirpated from the earth and now they found it. And the cool thing is, is it's now in the photo arc forever. And he's hoping that he finds more. So he found it in April. So he's going to try again, which try is again a, this year. yeah, which is the normal time to find. Sorry. he's got to burp out of nowhere. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> it like, honestly, I was just a surprise. It doesn't happen when you usually you get like a second to <laughs> wait. <laughs> so the dart moths, they usually come out in early spring. So April, May, June, like a window for them. So hopefully he finds them again, but yeah, yeah so I was impressed. It's a moth, so it got me. So Yeah. Actually, I think my wife sent me that article. (laughs) So (laughs) it's pretty cool. So anyway, so another nerd moment for Mike. Sweet. All right, everybody. We hope you guys enjoyed, and we hope you guys can get out and find some cool birds and let us know what you're seeing. If you need a place to figure out where to go, we can always point you in the right direction. We can always help you guys figure out where to go to look for birds. So we hope you guys had a good one. Hi everybody! Bye. Bye. Bye.